It's the the frowny faces on coasters. Yes, the, the, the black rolls. ones. The black frowny <laughs> yeah. faces. I have three of them right now. And well, I do not like them. And I them. have a lot of like the straight faces. And I'm like, well, that's not great either. Like, I don't want to be straight faced. I want to be happy. And we all just want to feel, want to be real. Yeah, we all. Hi, everyone. And welcome to another episode of The, the Vicious Virgos. Virgos. I'm Ilana. I'm Jacqueline. And we're so excited today because we have our first guest. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And she's like legit. (laughs) Like we didn't, I mean, I found her on TikTok, but she's legit. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so, so, so excited. Funny part is guys, Ilana actually scheduled our meet and greet and then bailed last minute and then left me with this poor young woman where I was like, I don't know what we're supposed to talk about, (laughs) but because she's a Pisces, she was just very go with the flow and then laughed a lot at how neurotic I am. So I'm really excited to have her on. So Taryn, would you like to introduce yourself to the class? Yes, definitely. I'm super excited to be here and talk to you guys. Um, I am, yeah, primarily on TikTok, but I'm an evolutionary astrologer. I practice with a mixture of intuitive, traditional, modern techniques, and I've been practicing astrology for a few years now, super passionate about it. I love to focus on natal charts, but have definitely been putting a lot of attention towards compatibility finishes charts and that kind of thing lately. So primarily right now I'm focusing on doing birth chart readings and also on creating educational content to help other people learn how to read their birth chart. That's so awesome. Yeah. I think most everyone that listens to our podcast asks us about compatibility at least every five minutes. Oh so my God. Yes. Yeah, so we obsessed. were super excited to talk to someone that could give us some real perspective on compatibility, even though it's such a large subject. We're excited about that. So what got you into astrology? So, wow, it's been quite a journey, kind of a strange journey, honestly, but it started, I mean, many years ago, I would say my spiritual path started when I was really, really young. I was interested and basically just always trying to figure out how the universe works and how people work in particular. And so When I was younger, I would research like all these different like religions and spiritual practices. I was weird. I was just being a Pisces child, but I didn't know it at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was just like, what's going on? Like, what is life? So that took me down a lot of different roads. It started with actually yoga was my first like obsession when I was literally a teenager. I think I was like 13 years old and I got into that and was really interested in that, studying the philosophy teaching that for a while. Um, But then while I was doing that a few years ago, I'd always kind of had an interest in astrology and was very much attached to like being a Pisces. Um, But I had never like really had a full chart reading. So it was was years ago now, but I met someone who was actually an evolutionary astrologer, had my first official reading and became very close to this person. And they really taught me a lot about basically like living astrology where you see the world through that lens and like how it shows up in other people around you and like why they do what they do. And once I had that in my chart reading, like I'll never forget, like I, when I first heard this long reading, I was like, this person knows things about myself that like nobody knows. I barely know. I barely tell myself these things. And I had always been trying to figure out like Basically, I'd always been very much about observing people too and trying to understand others. So once I kind of realized that astrology could do that, I just got super obsessed and started just doing all these different training schools because I was like, 
I guess in good Pisces style, I was like, well, I have to try everything. Like I have to hear every perspective. And it, it was like, <laughs> like a good empath. Yeah, exactly. So it was really like uh, almost not something that I meant to do as my career. I really just wanted to become like a master at it so I could figure out myself and everyone around me. Like, so I could have the superpower that I knew it could give you of just really understanding and being able to see where people are coming from. And so that kind of transitioned naturally into doing readings for just people I knew and then doing donation readings, free readings for a long time. And then eventually I was like, okay, um, because of the feedback I'd hear of how it was really helping people connect to themselves on such a deep level, I was like, okay, you know, I'm ready to make this my job. And so you get that yeah. money. You hustle, baby. You monetize. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck on this word that you were talking about, evolutionary astrology. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit? I, that's new to me. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. Yeah, so there's like a She's bunch like of different branches. No, <laughs> not at all. It's actually a little bit more obscure, but so there's a bunch of different branches of astrology and like a lot of astrologers today will either really go focusing on traditional, which is very old, but they like to just focus on like even just using the planets that had been discovered, you know, back when traditional astrology became a thing. And then there's the modern astrology, which is like focusing on these outer planets and focusing on updating charts and how we do in house systems and stuff. And so evolutionary astrology really connects with me. It's my favorite because it's about studying like your soul's journey across lifetimes and like how the lessons show up in this one. Dude, it's, so it's karmic. Like, karma. Yes. Sexy. Yeah. Love it. That's so cool. So I guess we have to ask because, and we, we talked about this, so we know, but can you tell the class what your big three are? <laughs> yes. I am a Pisces sun and moon with a Leo rising. And it's a good chart and it's great. And because this is audio, I have to tell everyone, Ilana and I are looking homeless in our sweatshirts, <laughs> in our sweatshirts, in our unwashed hair. And we're, hey, in I bed, washed my hair and we're in bed together <laughs> and she shows up and she's literally like adorable. Freaking, she's glam. Like, like a, she, like a Brad doll. Like, like a oh good Brad my doll. gosh. She's got these like lashes for days yeah. and these cute little, cute little pigtails yeah. and like these like wine stained lips with a turtle. She's so hot. Very Scorpio. Very, she yeah. looks very Scorpio. Yeah. Yes. yes. I love it. It's yes. awesome. And then you said you've been practicing astrology for a few years now, or how long has it been? Yeah, it's been about five years since I first really got into my studies. And I've been doing charts for about two years now and doing it full time for about a year now. Wow, cool. That's so awesome. I love it. And I know that we, we're going to ask you now and then we're going to ask you probably in the middle and we're probably going to ask you at the freaking end, but this is only because I don't know how much deeper people are going to listen. Can you tell them what your handle is on TikTok and Instagram so they know where to find you? Yeah. So it's Taryn Lee Bond, which is it's T-A-R-Y-N-L-E-I-G-H-B-O-N-D. And that's the same on TikTok and Instagram. Awesome. Yeah, I really loved, I loved watching her on TikTok because there's obviously a ton of different people out there doing astrology. There's a lot of like parody accounts and there's some more deeper astrologers, but 
I just thought she she had this. I'm gonna bring it up again. This like rant about Virgos and why why I think they were like why they were underrated and why they're actually a great sign. And it was so insightful to me, and I really liked it because I feel like Virgos are so hated on all the time. But this was like a real deep perspective into why Virgos are such. I think it was like healers, and it was really cool, and it really got me. And I kind of stopped, not just because it's my own sign, because it was a different perspective to me. And so I started watching her videos and all of her little cute little combinations. I highly recommend following her on TikTok. You know, if you don't, we'll come find you. So the next question that we have is, we're kind of going to dive into the compatibility here. So do you look at your astro compatibility before you date someone? So what about like when you meet someone for the first time? Like when do you kind of look at that in your own life? (laughs) Okay. So I definitely like I'm always dying to see the chart and so sometimes like I, <laughs> I won't ask right away but like I'll definitely even if I don't know it yet like in my head I'll be like okay I think it's this okay I think it's this but guessing luckily game. I've noticed yeah definitely I've noticed though like lately since being in the shoulders my job and so usually like if I meet somebody um they like you know what do you do like that's one of the first questions and so a lot of times people will be like oh do you want to see my chart? Or like, will you look at my chart? And I'm like, yes. like, I didn't have to ask, but I just, you know, I play it cool. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. I get to take a look. But oh my gosh. That makes me so happy now that we've included our chart here. And she was probably excited to see it then. <laughs> well, I was going to say like, I always, so obviously Jack is dating and I always tell her like, if a guy is weird about that, I don't think it's a good fit because it's someone that I feel like can't take themselves too seriously. And you need to find someone that's like, yeah, you can look at my chart. It's fine. Look dude, inside my soul. Dude. So I went like deep down the Instagram rabbit hole and stuck the shit out of him last night because I was bored. Literally, he <laughs> talks about Capricorn energy like way long ago. I'm like, oh, like he talks about his little girl and how she's like a mini Capricorn and how he's throwing out Capricorn energy. I was like, she's dating a is, Capricorn right now, it's despite weird. her it's wanting to date it's any the other same birthday as my dad. It's fucking weird. But um, yeah, I was like dying. I wanted to show you so bad, but then I was too lazy to get off the couch. <laughs> well, oh my gosh, that's a good yeah. eye. Um. So we had talked a little bit before we started recording, uh, this is a couple of weeks ago, and you had mentioned how like something that, that has to do with placements in a person's chart. So not necessarily like pairing up like, oh, like, you know, that's a Taurus and a Cancer or whatever, but you had talked about important placements to look at when it comes to astrological compatibility. So like houses or moon signs, um, what like more information could you provide on that? Like, let's dive deeper. Yeah. What's most important to you, basically? Yeah. So looking at compatibility between two people, I find that it's most important to look at the moon sign, the Venus sign, and the Mars sign. And those are like kind of generally across the board. Most astrologers would agree, like the most important planets because Mars and Venus have to do with relationships. But then the moon sign is like so much more important than sun sign compatibility. And reach. Yeah, so it because it's like how you feel emotionally cared for and nurtured and like how you process things inside. So it's like if the moon is not being supported by the other person's chart, well, like it's literally emotionally painful. So it's super important to look at the moon in particular, but Venus is how you relate, how you give and receive love and also what you value. And then Mars being how you take action, how you go after what you want, how you move through life. It's also the physical chemistry between people. So all really important stuff. And I was reading last night about 
like the moon sign and what house it's in. And that's sort of where you place value. Do you feel like houses are also important or is that more so more introspective into looking into someone and how they process their emotions? No. Yeah, actually, I'm glad you said that because the houses are super important. So like the house of your moon will be important and also the other person's moon and how they also they're basically where their moon would fall in your chart. So what house of yours it would be in. But yeah, the houses are just as important in a different way than the signs, like the signs being the the style, almost like the the vibe of how you process emotions, but the house being like the almost area of life that you are emotionally connected to, that you're like focusing on. And so it definitely gives a whole other dimension of the energy. And it'll show like how private people are with their emotions. So it's like, you know, a first house moon is gonna be maybe just out there what they feel they're going to be. <laughs> That's yeah. me. That's what we call her passion spectrum. <laughs> I have a sag moon in the first house. Everyone's like, oh my God. It's basically like, don't have relationships, just bury yourself. And we, we don't like to talk about like people being like emotional. So what we like to say is Ilana just has a really large passion spectrum. Yeah. And so, you know, depending on Hot like head. how she's feeling, like <laughs> her passion can rage from like one side to the other. You just never know. What, what side, what house is your moon in again? Seventh in Seventh. Aquarius. And what about you? What's your moon? Yeah. What her moon Mine, is? Pisces. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's Pisces in the eighth house. So, what a cool house to have your moon in. I would love it. Okay. Our listeners are probably like, what the fuck are they talking about? Why don't you elaborate a little bit on what it's like to be a Pisces moon in the eighth house? Yeah, please. Since we just said that's so cool. (laughs) They're probably like, I don't get it. Let me go to Google and then they'll get all this information that we've probably already provided in another episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. And the eighth house is honestly one of the things in astrology that if you if you Google it, you might be scared. Like it's, it's one of those kind of things. Um, so my Pisces moon is like conjuncting my sun. It's conjuncting my zero degree Aries Mercury close to Jupiter. So there's like a lot going on. It's a weird moon, but it's very, um, I mean, basically like emotionally always picking up on the vibe of the people around me. It's, it's interesting with the Pisces moon in the eighth though, because it's like, I've always been somebody who feels everything very deeply, of course, Pisces, but I've always been super private with my emotions too. So it's very ah, like Scorpio. Yeah, Scorpio. Yes. That's Scorpio kind of. That's, and that there, explains so. why she looks like this, yeah. <laughs> which by the way is yes. my, my vibe. That's awesome. So this is an important question. So how do you get past spiraling over like co-star, for example, telling you that you're not compatible with someone and the reason bring this up shut up is well and even in like my own marriage like you know we are um, very compatible moon sign wise but our venus and our mars are very different and like the person she's dating now their moon signs are not compatible but Mm -hmm. i think the venus is i don't know there's like one so how do you spiral like get over that spiraling where people are like oh you know you're a virgo and a gemini and you've everything doesn't isn't compatible in your chart what do you feel like you do with that information yeah i know it's deep yeah, but it's a good question because it totally, like, I think a lot of people get hung up on it. Like, I definitely used to always, it's the the frowny faces on Coaster. Yes, like, oh, the, the, the black world. ones, the black frowny <laughs> yeah. faces. I have three of them right now. And well, I do not like And I them. have a lot of, like, the straight faces, and I'm like, well, that's not great either. Like, I don't want to be straight-faced. I want to be happy. 
Yeah. We have a lot of good compatibility though. We do. Yeah. 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 So I like, I don't know. I kind of advise people don't trust CoStar to tell you your compatibility with someone because they're looking at the compatibility of like your son, their son, your moon, their moon, but they're missing like, what if, okay, what if you have really bad Venus compatible signs? They're not compatible, but then your moons are conjuncting each other or your moon is conjuncting their Venus rather. Then that's going to be like a really good aspect that can almost make up for the bad Venus ministry, but it won't show you how they're all impacting. It's just the same planet impacting the other. So yeah, I always, there's a lot more to it. And there's one website that does a really good job with it. Um, it's AstroSeek can make a synastry chart, but they also do the happy face, brownie face. Bastards. <laughs> so when you talk, of, you talked about conjunctions, how would you find that in a chart? And can you kind of elaborate as to what that means? Yeah. So if you're going to look at that, I would recommend looking at your round chart wheel on astro.com or astroseek. They both will let you make synastry charts, which by the way, there's two main ways of doing compatibility in astrology and that's synastry and composite. And so composite charts are basically combining the two into one. So it's like the relationships vibe versus synastry, which is how one person impacts the other. I much prefer to look at synastry, but you can make them both there. And then I'm pretty sure, yeah, AstroSeek at least will then explain to you. So it'll be like your moon squares their Mars and then I'll tell you what it means. And so that's kind of interesting to look at because it gives you a lot more dimension there. That's really interesting. Yeah, I was reading about like Uranus and how that can be important. And I know Chiron can be really important. There's, and then you have sprinkled us with some knowledge about whatever Juno is. <laughs> That's her yeah. and her evolutionary astrology. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, of course you've totally done this before on TikTok and Ilana's obsessed with it. And so we have to bring it up again, but what are your favorite Venus and moon sign couplings? Like your top three, let's do that. Ooh, top three. Okay. Um, I love, we'll give some kind of different vibes. So are you talking like Venus with moon and one person or like in a relationship? Oh, in a relationship, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely mention okay. Sagittarius. I'm just definitely, me- definitely mention Aquarius, please. <laughs> no, no, no. Sarah, just, maybe, maybe one from each up, just, you know, maybe top three, top four that you really like you admire on a basic level. Like you see it and you're like, oh, that must be great. Granted, we understand there's more complexities here. Yeah. So Venus and moon, I actually do love Sagittarius moon and with Aquarius moon. Like that's, <gasps> oh my God. I'm not just telling you that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really nice because like they sextile each other. So it's not the same element. So there's almost like a little bit more fun because there's difference, but they're also both like kind of intellectuals and really focused on the bigger picture and can be sometimes like a little bit maybe more blunt and like they get <laughs> each other in that way. <laughs> and I, know you, I know you guys do. So that's honestly perfect there. Cool. Um, so I really love that one. I like there's a few, but I really like Scorpio and Pisces. I mean, they're like known for being obsessed with each other, but Scorpio, Pisces, moon, Scorpio, Pisces, Venus, moon, Venus, like whatever, but super like passionate, emotional, sensitive, but like Pisces is going to help Scorpio feel their feelings, which they might hide from, but they just like 
kind of adore each other. You've got the sensitive Pisces, but Scorpio still kind of um, got, it's ruled by Mars. So it's able to like go after what it wants and there's a depth there. So it's a beautiful relationship. Another interesting one. I like Capricorn with Taurus because yes. Capricorn, yeah. <laughs> Don't it's roll your eyes. I'm go- I, can- I will roll my fucking eyes if I want to. Okay. <laughs> I love Capricorn. She, it just doesn't. It doesn't do it for me. And well, yet- apparently it's doing it for me, but it doesn't usually do it for me. Yeah. So explain Capricorn's- why. So Capricorn is about like, basically it's, it's a sign that has to do with building structures of lasting value, providing for creating safety by um, achieving something. Right. And so really wants to like, like, especially a Capricorn Venus really wants to take care of someone, especially in, a tr- in terms of like um, physically making sure their needs are met. And Taurus is like, I want the, you know, I want to feel good. Like it's a sign of the physical body and pleasure, but it wants their Taurus is also a sign of possession. So it like wants to feel like it's home and its stuff is good. And so there's also like a practicality that they share and they're, it's easy for them to align their goals, especially like Taurus fixed earth can kind of be willing to adapt with like the cardinal energy of the Capricorn. But yeah, I like that one together too. So it seems like there's always like a grounding sign and then a sign that's maybe more, what the word be passionate (laughs) sort of in the combination. So when you look at like Sag Sag and Aqua, Aqua is probably more like the grounding element with Scorpio and Pisces, maybe Pisces is the more grounding. I mean, granted, I'm being a little over the place here, but I like this idea of sort of an energizer and a grounder or something like that. Is that sort of how you see it? Like the balance? Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's helpful to have one that's more chill, except there's one, actually one exception to that is Aries with Gemini because they're both like very high energy, but I kind of feel like with those two signs, they need someone who can match their energy and they're not really trying mm. to be grounded. They're like, I don't want someone to, no, don't do that. I'm trying to have fun. And they can like get each other in that way because they're both so high energy and things are happening all the time. They're always changing and like doing stuff. So that's kind of an exception. But other than that, yeah, I feel like the grounding and then more of the dreamy or the whatever maybe. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an Aries Mars, so I understand. That everything needs to be done yeah. right away. Cool. Um, and literally, that- literally, she's doing it while she's telling you to do it, and then you go to do it, and you're like, I already did it. Well, it's also my Virgo. Ugh. So, what is the most difficult Venus placements, do you think? So, like, for example, which Venus signs really resist commitment in when it comes to compatibility? I'm gonna laugh if she says Virgo, I'm gonna laugh if she says Leo. <laughs> so Okay, like technically, astrologically speaking, like there are signs that they'd like to be in and don't. And so like the textbook answer to that would be Venus is in its detriment in Scorpio and Aries. And then also it's in its fall because it's exalted in Pisces, it's in its fall in Virgo. So those would be the hardest, Aries, Scorpio and Virgo. Um, I actually don't think, like, I think Scorpio Venus is very intense, but it kind of works because it's just very passionate and it can be a little bit um, like, like really needing a lot from the partner, but it is like, that's kind of Venus wants relationships basically. So I don't think Scorpio Venus is going to, or Scorpio, yeah, Venus is going to be the hardest. Virgo Venus can be very particular about Mm. things for sure. Yeah, but they're able to commit because it's an earth sign. 
And then so there is hope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are you Aries Venus now? Are you Aries Venus? I am Aries Venus. It's yeah. I mean, I think objectively, like in terms of being able to commit, because Aries as a sign is opposite of Libra, which is about relationships. Aries is literally about the self and it's super independent and it's very much going on instinct. And so it's like commitment for an Aries Venus is kind of hard to do. And I've seen this with a lot of Aries Venuses that are like almost like the general status quo of what a relationship is. Aries Venus, it doesn't quite make sense, but like everybody else seems to be on the same page about being in a relationship. So (laughs) there's also like some aspects to Venus, which is kind of like the next layer there but it's like if your venus is in um a challenging aspect like afflicted which means it's in a hard aspect with the malefic planet so not so much like a um negative mars aspect because venus and mars together can actually be very creative and fun but like if it's with saturn in particular pluto can be really hard for a venus to be conjuncting or squaring or opposing um uranus can be kind of weird too so there's that too Awesome. Very complicated, but very, very cool. We were like going down a rabbit hole last night. About oh my it. God. It was disgusting. Oh my God. It was so much fun. I had so much other shit I could have been doing, but instead we were sitting there like, Oh, look what I learned. Oh my God. Look what I found. <laughs> we learned about mid heaven last night. It was amazing. Okay. How can you tell if two people are soulmates or they're meant to be? Soulmate stuff is like my favorite to look at. Of course. You're Pisces. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so Pisces. It's, it's too predictable. Like, honestly. <laughs> yeah she's not gonna get no. offended she's a Pisces moon she's so excited <laughs> she's like and yeah. with an Aries Venus she's like there are so many possible potential matches for me I just don't know which one to pick. I'm a sag moon so I'm like I hate soulmates they're not for me keep going Elon is literally like they don't exist I don't exist dead oh keep going yeah that's that's Sagittarius for sure. But, okay. <laughs> She's like, what the hell did I get? I'm cool with it. You said about an aqua moon. Mm. Shut up. Okay, keep going. Aww. Okay, so soulmates. Um, I love looking at that in Sinistry charts. There's a few key things I look at, and it's deeper than personal planets, which will show how you're interacting on a daily basis, how you make each other feel. When we're talking about like souls that we're supposed to meet, a big one is the North and South Node. Um, conjunctions of one person's personal planets to the other person's north node. Brilliant. I'm always like, yes, even just in the same sign. So for example, if your north node is in um, Virgo or someone else's north node is in Virgo, you might have, you are likely to have placements conjuncting that. That's a really good sign. Um, Even just in the same sign as their north node. Another one is the descendant sign, which is the opposite of your rising. So like I'm Leo rising, descendant Aquarius. That's what? another- Wait a second. What? Wait I a second. I've not heard of the descendant. I don't know about the descendant. Wait, the north node. Wait. So we both, we so then that. her and I both, wait, does that mean that your midheaven is the same too then? Um, Most of the time, yes. But there are some cases based off of like where and when people were born that they'd have a different midheaven. But yeah, usually Leo rising would have Taurus midheaven. Yeah, that's what yeah. I have. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Cool. But different houses, of course, right? Because it depends on what time you're born. Well, if it's Leo rising starting your first, then the midheaven would be the 10th. So yes. it sets up the chart the same. That is was mine in the 10th? Yes, it was in the 10th. We went all about it. Or was it in the 11th? It was 10th. It was 10th? Yes. I don't remember. Anyway, continue. 
Well, this continue to interrupt you. Like yeah, good this is going to happen. This is 100% going to happen. We're this fascinated. Is just, yes. Fascinating. Fascinating. Oh my gosh. She's so fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Continue. You have our <laughs> undivided attention for the next three minutes. Perfect. Yeah. So, okay. So descendant sign is a big one. Um, there's this thing called the vertex, which is just a, it's a point, it's a calculation. Um, but it's basically like, a people with the same rising sign again, will have the same vertex or close to the same vertex. So that is like these key lessons and themes that continue to come up in your chart. And so if someone's vertex is really important in synastry, if, if your vertex conjuncts someone's placements, then it's like you're headed towards them, so to speak, which is kind of cute. Um, so disgusting. Yeah. I love it. That's amazing. That's, that's so cool. I haven't heard of half the things you spoke of. And now I feel like I'm going to be on a Google. I was literally my... like, we should be taking notes. That while we're talking sign. That's amazing. We have to do something. That means on I that. have two aqua in my chart now. You'll, you'll survive. Oh, so how compatible do you think that miss Jack and I are? We had to on, on a friendship, friendship level. level. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That was weird. Yeah. Cause I'm curious. Granted, I realized that this could be very long and arduous but no I'm, no I'm so curious yeah I gotta know because I don't think we had your astrologer do our compatibility did we he just did me and my ex and you and your husband he said we're very similar yes he did yeah. he said we're super similar yeah um but then he also did the, that that poor guy that I went out with in like June and got super like blackout wasted and cried about my ex too yeah that was that was class. cute that was super classy. Class. <laughs> super classy yeah yeah um so you've got the moon sign compatibility which is great that's really important one. Yeah. The other like relationship planets, which matter in friendship, but again, the moon is so important. Um, those are, those are a little bit different kind of where you guys are coming from with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we know <laughs> similar with my husband and I, my husband and her are more compatible. <laughs> yeah. Really? That's funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you feel like you see that in the way that you interact? Like you to understand each other in a certain way or yeah I feel like they they're definitely like they definitely get each other more on a friendship level oh yeah I would never go past that yeah no (laughs) no I think they definitely get each other more on a friendship level and like they definitely don't ramp up as quickly as like I do like they definitely will take some time to process things like he's a Pisces Venus and she's a Virgo Venus but I'm a Leo Venus and like I'm an Aries Mars but he's a Taurus Mars and she's a Virgo Virgo Mars so I mean you'll see me just go ballistically ah and they're just like let's just think about this and calm down and I'm like no time why aren't you on my level yeah because we don't even know how to get there (laughs) yeah but on an emotional level I I agree with you that the moon at the end of the day the moon sign just becomes so grounding when you're because it's like you can reach like a human level with the moon sign where you're like okay we might not get each other on this and this level but once we start to feel emotional I feel like we are able to connect like the emotions seem well, Very grounding. Well, it, it's funny too, because it always comes from a place of logic. Like, yeah. like a lot of the times when we're having conversations. So like when I was going through my breakup, it was like, I was so sad, but I didn't know how to express being sad. Ilana just knew I was sad, but didn't really know how to fix it. So she just sent me food that she would never, ever eat in a million years, literally six <laughs> o'clock in the morning. And she's post me McDonald's breakfast. It was brilliant. It was amazing. I'm I was bougie, the happiest person in the entire world. Plant-based. It was so good. Oh, Yeah. I think I fell asleep with the bag in my lap too, because it was like six o'clock in the morning, but it was little things like that where I just like, but she gets off when she sees people cry. 
So it's just, it's, yeah, it's weird. Like she loves to see people cry. Yeah. And so when I finally just like lose my shit, like when I can't hang on anymore, she immediately is like, you need me. Oh, here I am. It's the sad. I'm ready for you. Like, let's go. And like, when she's crying, I'm just like, uh, (laughs) like, I don't know. Uh, what do you need from me? Um, this is weird. Can I make you some food? Yeah, it's very service based. It yeah. Yeah. It's so. interesting because like I feel like that's also your Venus signs too coming out. Like Leo Venus wants to be more performative in, in terms of like, you know, the acts of love and also like, oh, you're crying, like I'm here for you, like wanting to be there. And then Virgo Venus is kind of like, oh shoot like I'm so sorry (laughs) so that's probably why his Pisces moon is so like I want to be there that makes a lot of sense you don't think about it so in terms of like sun signs then why do you where do you feel like that how useful is that with compatibility because I know you talk about how the moon sign is so integral but obviously we're all obsessed with sun signs so how do you feel like two Virgos obviously look great on paper why do you think that for example I meet a lot of Virgos and we're eerily similar and we have this core narcissist, not narcissism, neuroticness. There's a little bit uh, of narcissism a little bit. there. We we're, do think we're better than everyone. Do you think that the sun is still very important and still a huge part of our identity? Yeah, so I do think the sun is definitely still important. It's like your core and your purpose and what like gives you life. And so that'll still matter and come up in any relationship or any part of your life. Another thing with that too, though, is that the Mercury and Venus, which Mercury is how you communicate and how you think, and then Venus is how you give and receive love, they follow the sun. So it's likely that you will share at least one of those placements with another Virgo sun, because Mercury will always be in the same sign, or one sign over Venus will be in the same, or one or two signs over. So it's like, sometimes you'll meet someone who's just, you know, same sun, same Mercury, same Venus, but yeah, the sun still matters. It's just not everything. That's amazing. So yeah, I mean, we always have, we always talk about with Pisces, since you're Pisces, that we feel this sense of, we just want to like hug them. It's, oh, very, it's, it's like, very comfortable and familiar. And I can't, maybe it's because I have a lot of Pisces never, in my life. I've never met a Pisces I didn't want to cuddle with. Yeah, I agree. It's, there's something about Pisces that particularly they're disarming for Virgo. Yeah. And I guess, and it's like, they see right through me in a very in a way that doesn't make me uncomfortable. Well, it's like they don't judge you for having a specific way you fold towels. No. They just let you do it. I'm so stuck on this. I bring it up every fucking time. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I was like, my love language is like, if you fold the towels wrong, I'll just refold them, but I won't tell you you did it wrong. Like, that's how you know I love you. <laughs> but I I just think that a lot of people that will come to us, they, they're very, very stuck on the sun sign. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you when I see there's a Gemini. I immediately she feel her a little panicked, particularly when it's a male Gemini, but I do think that there's some sort of continuity there. So it's interesting that you said, talked about Mercury a lot. I, I see that now because everything's so close together that there could be, and remember when you were talking about how a lot of that Gemini flightiness can come from like a from cancer Mercury. Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really interesting. And I guess you don't really think about that when you first meet some, you know, you obviously focus so primarily on the big three. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That you often forget that there's so many other, other mystical forces at work that are creating your personality yeah. and how you act and respond to others. So obviously I'm a firm believer that if people, someone's a bad match, but they love each other and astrology, so you're not a good match. Like Virgo Gemini. Yeah. That you don't just go, well, the stars said that we're not a good match. I am a firm believer that 
you kind of are looking at the building blocks of a, of a person and it's kind of giving you more insight to how they operate. It's kind of like therapy. And then you decide what you want to do with that. So I want to know, like, do you think that there are no bad matches or do you think there actually are bad matches in astrology? Well, I really like that you said that about like astrology being helpful, but not telling you. I always encourage people to look at someone else's birth chart as, yeah, like almost some insight into what they might be dealing with, but to let people show you who they are, not their birth chart show you who they are, like not using that to, you know, judge and be like, okay, this relationship is doomed. Also, every placement can manifest in many different ways. Like they're just almost like energetic frequencies, but it's like, you can, some people will be very mature with how they express their placements. Other people will be a nightmare. So it's like, you could have, you know, a super loving um, Virgo Venus who's taking care of everyone and, and just very like grounded, very connected with nature, like just very much making the world feel like a better place. Or you could have one that's always like criticizing people and, and, and they could do that to you, you know, criticizing for it. And people will probably do both sides of it, but you never know like where someone's at kind of on their journey and how they're going to do the chart. And so I think, you know, charts that don't look compatible can't work sometimes. And there's always so much nuance too, because even like those websites that'll say square, bad, like work out, watch out for that. Um, right. There's always like redeeming stuff too. And you can see asteroids. So I never think it's totally like black and white. Um, I do think there are some charts that are really hard for them to work out together. But I also think we're all very intuitive, even if we don't think that about ourselves. And like, we don't typically feel I've found strongly attracted to people whose charts will be completely incompatible. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I've, yeah. That's, that's fascinating. I've well, yeah. Cause, well, Cause we always talk about like, <laughs> so I'm, cons- I'm generally attracted to people that aren't very good for me. Uh, but it is fascinating because everyone that I have been attracted to has impacted my life in a specific way that has taught me a very important lesson. So do you think that what you are attracted to changes as you get older, as your uh, identity merges from your ascendant to sun to moon? Do you think that that also skews and kind of like course corrects the people that you're attracted to or that are attracted to you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it definitely does evolve a little bit. And I would say we'd be more kind of impulsive in terms of like, for example, what our Mars wants, because Mars is all about like impulsive action um, and what you want to go after. Like you might be really, really into that when you're younger, but then naturally as you're older, like when you're more connected with yourself, you might find yourself more drawn towards like people with the same sign as your North Node. So people, or that you mentioned Chiron, like something more healing and deep. Um, so I do think it could kind of evolve. Uh, yeah, let's let's kind of like let's go off on a little tangent here with Chiron. Do you find that there? So you know, Chiron is the wound, right? And it's all about like learning from that permanent wound that you have, and hopefully you can heal it and then heal others who are experiencing that. Do you find that if you have two people with the same wound, that it can be conflicting, or do you see two people with like different Chirons where they're just like you guys, like you're gonna you're actually, you guys are never going to learn how to freaking heal yourselves. I'm, I'm always curious. Chiron and Black Moon Lilith have always, always, always. Our, our favorite thing ever, Black Moon Lilith. Love yeah. it. 
Yeah. Like when I was going through my breakup, we mm-hmm. discovered this whole different side of astrology and we were like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Oh my God. There's red flags but, everywhere. But I do, but my astrologer was very keen on explaining to me that Chiron was such a significant thing in my relationship. And so I guess that's something I definitely want to understand better. Yeah. So Chiron is interesting because like in certain synastry charts and relationships, it'll be more prominent. Like if they are, if they are aspecting each other, if they're conjuncting each other's planets, if they're depending on the houses, they fall in each other's charts. But I really see like the Chiron compatibility being a lot, maybe completely about each individual person's self-awareness. Like if Mm. they, you know, haven't been trying to do the deep work and and do some healing on themselves, then their Chiron is going to probably come out and clash with somebody's but if both people are trying to and have been trying to do their own inner work then it can be more of the higher expression of like coming together to heal so yeah I like that a lot she's so soothing to listen to I'm gonna sleep so good after this yeah so (laughs) Saturn return obviously a very very big topic how do you feel that does it influence any of this do you feel like in you know, how, what is the role in Saturn return when it comes to compatibility or maybe in love? love. Let's let's talk about that. Yeah. So Saturn return in your life, Saturn being like this authority figure, basically the boss who's trying to watch over you and make sure you're doing what you got to do. And so like when your Saturn return happens, it's almost like a, like Saturn will say yes or no to all the things in your life. And if Saturn says no, like it'll leave, it'll change. And so people will like get married or they'll meet someone or they'll get a divorce or they'll have a kid, like a lot of course correction kind of stuff. And so it can definitely bring in relationship changes in a big way. And maybe Saturn's also the planet of maturity and like physical manifestation. So it's like, even if it's not a relationship ends or begins during the Saturn return or right after, it's like, your awareness around relationships could completely change your awareness of actually what you want instead of what you thought you wanted could be more mature and realistic with the Saturn. So yeah, I think it's very significant, kind of like a growing up thing. And that's why people end up with baby fever. (laughs) I'm going through that right now. So I would love to know this. Uh, why does Virgo or why does why does Virgo? Why does Ilana think Virgo and Gemini are toxic? She literally wrote in caps, prove me wrong, winky face. I think it's toxic. <laughs> as a friendship, I like it, but I don't like it as a love match. Yeah. So okay, Virgo and Gemini, very interesting because they are squared signs, like they have the same modality, they're both mutable, but the square aspect in astrology which is when signs are like in the same modality, but not opposing each other. So basically the modality here would be mutable. The mutable signs are Virgo, Pisces, and then Gemini, Sagittarius. And so they're squaring each other, which has the energy of the planet Mars, which is about fighting and aggression. Squares are Ooh. Oh, hence why they yes. make me so angry. I love that I'm but learning so much about this. There is another layer there with Virgo and Gemini because they're both ruled by the planet Mercury. So they have that in common, but their approach to Mercury is totally different. Mercury being the mind and information and communication and the intellect. And Gemini is about um, taking a lot in and putting a lot out. So it's just like data hungry, like gotta, you know, be thinking all the time, taking new things in. It wants to learn. It's like the lifelong student. But then Virgo as a sign is about 
digestion like in every way but it's like digesting oh, yeah. information so it <laughs> yeah it's like it wants to get rid of what's not necessary and so Gemini is going to be like open, like taking it in. And then, yeah, exactly. Totally that energy. I love that you said that because l- literally I've Marie Kondo the shit out of everything that I possibly can here. <laughs> but I do, but I, but I see what you're saying. So there's a conflict there, but there could be harmony if they got on the same page, which is difficult because they're both fr- really stubborn. That's the problem. They're both kind of in their own mind doing what they think is right. And Virgo's like, I don't understand why you're throwing everything everywhere. And, and Gemini's like, this is what's most productive for me. You throw everything everywhere. I'm surprised you're not a Gemini. You throw <laughs> shit everywhere. I don't know. I just blame your Sagittarius for how messy you are. So with, we talk a lot about earth and water and how much we love earth and water together, particularly, obviously we're talking about Virgo. I'm a Virgo and Pisces and how love much. It. I know there's a lot of like mixed information about those two signs, but do you find that on a, this is obviously a basic level that you like when the same elements together, do you like when kind of, uh, what is it like elements that match together work like opposing or opposite? Yeah. Do you sort of have a preference for that? Or do you think it's just a different type of relationship? Yeah. Um, I think the oppositions work a lot of the times I have found that certain opposite signs tend to get along better than others. Like Aries and Libra is weird, but yeah, like Virgo and Pisces, is nice. And I think it, like the other thing is that Virgo and Pisces are both like negative polarity, like the yin traditional would be feminine signs. And so they're kind of receptive to each other. Same with like Cancer and Capricorn being opposites. Um, but then the other ones, the air and fire signs might be more a little bit headstrong just in general. So I think it depends on what it is, but just in general opposite signs like they're, they're opposite sides of the same coin. So there is this feeling of like, you get it, even though you're helping me get it in a different way. That's so interesting. I mean, I, I've, it's been really like humbling to be married because <laughs> I'm serious. Because, <laughs> no, it's true because like, I'm like, well, I'm stuck with you. And so I have to like, <laughs> instead of running away, I have to figure out like how you operate and I, my sister's a Pisces, my, my whole family is Pisces and Virgo, but to be with the Pisces and really understand that he thinks so insanely different than me and he sees the world so differently and having to like really get my mind to understand that we actually think the same, but in a very different way. I don't know. There's something very humbling about that where you're like, Oh, not everyone thinks the way I think that's weird. So that's really cool. Um, so in terms of your compatibility, with people in your life, have you found that you're attracted to any specific type of person? Like, is there anything in people's charts that you've been particularly drawn to in your own compatibility? Yes, definitely. (laughs) I've like figured out kind of over time and through studying and also through like having different relationships, pretty much exactly what I like in a chart. And I'm always open to you know, oh, this could be a good aspect, this could be a good aspect, but I definitely have my things, like, um, yeah, it'll be, like, Aquarius, Capricorn, Scorpio, and Aries for me, some combination of that, always, and if it's, if someone, if I meet someone and they don't have that, I'll try to be open-minded to it, but that's, like, consistently shown up in my life. That's really cool. No, Pisces? <laughs> you have to be the oh, only Pisces. Oh, no, I have more than enough <laughs> Pisces to go around. Oh, my God, I love I that. That's so that's that's a good way to see that. So you're looking at someone that sort of like compliments you or challenges you in a sense. Yeah. And yeah, so it's also like 
With Juno and Jupiter too. We kind of let's expand. Up- Wait, stop. I don't know shit about it's Juno. It's not the movie. Well, that's an old reference. Duh, what, that- dude? <laughs> what is Juno? So Juno is an asteroid. It's one of the four major ones, but it has to do with. Um, it's technically Jupiter's wife. Um, but what? it's like your spouse. Jupiter was yeah. married. I didn't know Jupiter was married. <laughs> is Saturn married too? It's a Capricorn. It's got to be married. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So it's kind of, I see it as more of just a general spouse or life partner. So that'll always show you some information. Um, for people that are primarily attracted to men, like the husband, Jupiter would represent men you're attracted to, your Venus would represent uh, women. And I think that Juno. I found, I feel like Juno shows almost the conditions of a person that you'll end up married to. Maybe not forever, but like a long-term relationship. So like the house of your Juno, I found often will show like how someone will meet their partner. So that's kind of a whole sidebar I just went on, but yeah. So some of that stuff and the descendant sign too is so big. Um, So like for me, like Aquarius, but yeah. And then with having so much Pisces, like in my case, Capricorn is so nice because it's grounding. So there's yeah. the sextile. I love Pisces and Capricorn together. And I love Taurus and Cancer. Those are like some of my favorite matches. Yeah. She doesn't understand it. I don't get it. Well, she doesn't like Taurus and Cancer. So I'm I like, don't. she's like, great, they get to date each other. And that's how I feel about Libra and Gemini. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it at all. I, I connect very well with Scorpios and with Pisces. And I think it's because you guys are very there's like an existential like darkness that kind of like clouds you guys and I'm super attracted to that and I love that probably because I'm a Virgo and I want to heal them but Ilana is dead set on the fact that I should never be with a Scorpio and it really upsets me I didn't say never I just said that you know it's like a it's an addiction sometimes you have to break off into other into other uncharted waters like it's very frustrating to have no I don't want a cancer (laughs) I don't want one I don't care if I'm being like uh, they're so loving and no I have done cancers it does not work (laughs) it does not work they're too moody I can't handle it it's too wishy-washy they're both moody it's too fucking wishy-washy it's like one day it's this the next day it's this you know it's like or like it's like one minute they don't have to have, it's like shower and wash their shit off afterwards. And the next thing they do, and all of a sudden you feel like the dirty one and you're just like, I don't understand what happened. You know what I mean? Like I just go on a spiral. So I guess something that we, we kind of, you know, going into more detail, we could probably do that another episode, but we did talk about sort of how the signs give and receive love. And we were going to go into more detail, but overall, do you, Oh, wait, I want to piggyback on this. Which planet is responsible for the way that you give love and which one is responsible for the way that you receive love? That's what I was going to ask. So I really see that as being a combination of the moon and the Venus sign for sure. Like that's kind of what I'd look at is to indicate someone's love language overall. Um, Venus would be giving and receiving love, but moon would be what that love is and what it looks like. And so what it feels like. So yeah, I would say to an aqua. I know we can't figure it out. I always explain to men and I feel so bad for them. I was like, I don't have any feelings. They're down there somewhere. Like I'm a highly sensitive person, but nobody knows it. Now everybody knows it, but we just haven't figured out like, what's the, what's the switch? Like, what's it take to like flip the switch to where all of a sudden, like, you know, I can share, I can share things with people from an emotional level instead of such a rational, logical, analytical level. 
I guess that that's the yeah. Venus. You've got Virgo and Aquarius. So Virgo, Venus, Aquarius, Moon. So yeah, definitely a very logically minded person. But Aquarius Moon emotions are so interesting because like I love Aquarius Moon people. Um, but it is, it's like it can be unfeeling until it's not. Cause it's a fixed sign too. So it's like all of a sudden I feel like Aquarius moons will have these like emotional times, like really big, but they'll do it by themselves and then they'll just, you know pull it together and they go back out in the world. And then with the Virgo Venus being very much like the loving side of it would be about kind of like that acts of service energy, um, very practical. I don't know what your love languages are, but. It, acts of service. It's acts of service. <laughs> there you go. That's, she's a, that's she's psychic. Yeah, it is. It's definitely acts of service. I, that's how I give and receive. So you said that the giving is the, Venus and the receiving is the well she said Venus gives and receives but the moon is also like it plays with it Mm. or you said moon is giving I forgot no it's like Venus is giving and receiving love and then yeah the moon would be like what What kind of feel and like what you yeah god I don't even want to get into mine mine sounds horrifying you just want to make people cry well Sagittarius moon with a with a Venus a Leo Venus that sounds awful so much fire (laughs) so much that sucks (laughs) that's a very performative combination which can be very sweet too it's like you know Sagittarius and Leo like if they love someone they're gonna tell them they're really gonna tell them oh she tells me all the time time. yeah yeah there's no question and then she tells you when she doesn't too Oh. yeah and like with your your first house moon it's like so like your heart is on your sleeve um very sweet but it's very different than the Aquarius Virgo combination for sure yes yeah my husband our producer is an aquamoon so he definitely with an uh mm. with a Pisces Venus so very very different in how we express love so that's so that's really interesting so it's really just about once again for our listeners just because, for example, obviously my Venus with my husband's is not compatible, but our moon signs are compatible. I'm not going to go, well, we're not going to work out. You have to look at sort of, it's more like insightful and, and looking into how they operate and trying to figure out how can I, you know, make them happy. So for example, if Jack's acts of, is acts of service, then I can sort of lean into that as opposed to, and maybe being more aware of that will help us have a better relationship and give us more insight into one another. Well, don't you think that it's just really to, to be taken as a tool? So like yeah. those of us who are into astrology can use the knowledge that we gain from exploring other people's charts and use that as a tool to make them feel better. And in a perfect world, they would listen to us and we would tell them what we want, but you know, it doesn't always work that way. So, well, yeah, I think, you know, my mom always says that people, I get really frustrated and she goes, Elana, not everyone thinks like you do. Yeah. And I, she always says, but it's such a cool opportunity for you. My dad, the Scorpio is always like, I'd rather talk to someone that doesn't agree with me than someone that agrees with me. Because the idea is that to be a, to grow in life. You have to be challenged. You have to be challenged. So you surround yourself with people that can sort of fill in the gaps as opposed to being around someone that thinks identical to you all the time. And there's no, do you have anyone in your life who thinks identical to you? Absolutely not. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even think, Oh, your husband, your husband. (laughs) And I think really fucking similar. (laughs) I'm I'm sure Taryn understands this since she's so complex. And so as an empath that, you know, I'm sure sometimes you feel 
almost like alone with your feelings because they're probably so gigantic for you. I assume you're like, what do I do with this? That's cool though. She's put it to work and she's created a whole career out of it, which we admire so, so much, much, so much. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I think people look at astrology as pseudoscience and, and as silly and all these different things. But at the end of the day, it's really just understanding humans and trying to be more loving. And I don't know, there's something really beautiful. Humans are about always that. on the quest to learn yeah. more about ourselves. I mean, that's how, that's literally how psychology was born. Cause we're like, why are you the way that you are? Yeah. So why not, you know, why not explore that a little bit further? Uh, I do have a question for you kind of like not related to romance and compatibility. How do you defend your profession from people that ah, you date? This is a great question. Mm. Cause I bet your ass, if you've gone, I don't know if you're in a relationship or not, but I bet, I bet million dollars. That's Ilana's phrase. I bet you a million dollars that if you are dating or you're going out with someone, they automatically judge you because you're an astrologer. Yep. She's shaking her head. Yes, everyone. Yes. Yes. So how do you defend what you do and how do you do it with grace? So yes, that is definitely, there's a huge stigma around astrology and a lot of people have that Uh, dating people. Everybody comes in with a preconceived notion of astrology. People who like, when they hear that that's my career immediately hit me with a bunch of reasons why it's fake, Mm -hmm. like without, you know, hearing me out about like, how I feel about what I do, then I'm like, Ooh, okay. There's some ego there that I, we're not going to go into. Yeah. Sometimes that's all I need to Don't know. put me in a box. That's what they say. Yeah. But then other times people are like, okay, interesting. I just know, like, I'm a, you know, I, I just know that I'm a Scorpio. That's all I know. Like, will you tell me more? And then they're open to learning. And then I'm like, yeah, I will tell you more. And usually once I can share about their chart, they'll be like, oh, okay. I see that this is a lot more deep and real than like what I've heard because astrology has been kind of made in this image of being super like woo-woo and not real. And so it's like, I don't blame people for thinking that. I get it. That's what I heard when I was little too. But yeah, it's usually like, I'll have to pull out the chart to defend it more like. I no, I, like, I mean, I have, I, have to, I have to ask too, because, you know, here we are, we have an astrology podcast, right? I mean, I'm definitely not certified. I am 100% little baby girl, just like playing the comedy role here while Ilana instructs me on where to go. But um, it, it is a lot of things that I get asked, which is like, you got to be kidding me. You have an astrology podcast. Like that's so lame or like that stuff doesn't even exist or, you know, now granted, I don't, generally go out with those people because I'm like, oh, you were hot and now you're a douche. So bye. But- well, in LA, what I really like about Los Angeles is it's fair. I mean, nobody is, everybody's very like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Cause it's sort of a culture we fostered here, spirituality and just something that's bigger than us. And you no, know, I, I, like I said, if someone is going to be so judgmental of something that is so fun and inviting and personal to her, yeah. they're, not, they're not somebody that I want to particularly engage with, especially if they're going to be that closed off. It's just not somebody that I know it's frustrating. Like. It's yeah. frustrating. We're um, okay. Let, let's ask you another, I'm, I'm going to ask you some personal questions. Cause I don't really know you. Were you, were you seeing anybody romantically when you started to explore this, this new career for you? And how did they take that? No, actually. Well, <laughs> Yes, kind of. <laughs> I'm going to be a Pisces Aries right now. Um, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> Part of my 
that's a situation ship she just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I was in a relationship and then I wasn't, and that kind of ended right as like my career became more and more of my focus. Um, and they were supportive of it, but it's, it's like it, I'm in a relationship with someone and they're not supportive of the work that I do. Then I just feel like we don't, we don't really get each other in a, in a lot of ways because it's, no, of course. Yeah. A big, are you on swipe apps? No, no. How, how do you meet people? <laughs> well, honestly, I'm coming <laughs> out of this long extended period of hermit mode where I like I wasn't in relationships so yeah I was kind of just like doing my own thing and I've always been kind of like oh if it's meant to be like I'll, I'll meet them spontaneously that's the Pisces I've used apps in the past but it's honestly terrifying to me like I don't know Aww. is it terrifying to everyone it's it's no, like all the Pisces in my life say this my no. sister yeah. like met her. She's a Pisces and she met her partner like at a dodgeball league. Cause she was like, I can't go on the swipe apps. Oh my God. I will match with a guy and I will go out with him the same night. I don't care. It's different though. I, I, I it, resonate- it can't be that different, dude. I grew up in the era where like there to catch a predator, like, yeah, I but, mean- <laughs> but it's just different for everyone. Like for some people it's quite daunting and it's a lot of emotions. Like I'm similar to her. I went through periods for eight, eight months where I was just like, I don't want to date. Like I want to focus on myself. I don't want to be around people. Everybody's really different. She does that a lot where she's yeah. like, Jackie, you just need to not be with anybody and just focus on yourself. I was like, I don't it's, need to do it's that. It's healing. I think that's really, that's really cool. So it just happens if you do that. So, so we have loved and enjoyed every second of asking you qu- burning questions of ours. Are we done? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I guess, I mean, shit, I don't know. We got to keep, get them to want more so that we can do another episode with her if she will have us because she's so amazing. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? She's totally going to have us. She's a Pisces. She's hooked. No. She's hooked. We're, we have to hook her. Yeah. That's what I said. Okay. Fine. She's a Pisces. We've hooked her like a fishy. Get it? Like we're out fishing and we hooked her she's a fish we are so <laughs> grateful for your time we know that this is something that's so personal and meaningful to you and we like think that's amazing and that you're doing such wonderful work I think it's just something that really changed my life so much and people can, too yeah I mean astrology is such a wonderful tool to get to know yourself and other people and we and think it's, it's amazing fun. that you're doing it and it's so much fun it's so much fun such a cool thing to bond over with yes. people that you've never made to for us to bond over astrology we never knew each other in such an easy way is just really cool it's because she's a pisces <laughs> she's so much more than that i know i know that she's so much more than that but that is the like the yin yang connection like that's how it works like we find pisces and we find virgos and then we just click and that's just <laughs> the way it is like that's how it happens everything else is just like we don't really give like whatever everything else is one under the bridge so can you remind our listeners what your socials are where they can find and- you are you available for them if they want to do Can a they reading? DM you? But yes, we want to understand. Yeah, don't that. ask for anything for free. No, we'll be pissed. Don't. We'll be pissed. Don't represent <laughs> us like that. Anyway, continue. Tell us everything. <laughs> yeah, so you can find me on TikTok and Instagram, Taryn Lee Bond. You can find, I have a website. Um, you can book readings through there. It's just the same. Taryn Lee Bond, T-A-R-Y-N-L-E-I-G-H-B-O-N-D.com. And that's definitely a work in progress. I'm just going to put that out there. Do you need help? It looks like, 
Yeah. Oh yeah, you're, yes, I need a Virgo to help me with my we website love very you. much. Actually. We believe in you. We'll be your cheerleader. Oh my gosh, we would totally help her out. I love her. She's we have wonderful. connections. Oh, uh, see, you're so sweet because some Virgos are like Pisces are the worst. No, Virgos that are like I know, I know. Well, that's amazing. Everybody, like we said, make sure to support her, follow her, engage with her, and if you'd like to see her back on our podcast, let us know. Send us a review. Yeah. Jack, take it away. All right, guys. Well, now that you've heard from an expert and you are no longer going to be listening to us, (laughs) please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at the Vicious Virgos. Please make sure that you follow our partner at Just Girl Project. Also, please, please, please go see Taryn. She's wonderful. (laughs) With that being said, please do us a favor and remember to always stay stay vicious. vicious. Bye. And we all just want to feel, want to be real. Yeah, we all just...